Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Densty. Bertrand is here. Mary Vandeveld, Kevin Powell, and Richard Boykin is on the phone. He's a challenger to Tony Preckwinkle. But first, we're going to check in real quick with uh, a retired police officer. Dave, you're, you're a retired Chicago cop, and your daughter is a police officer? Yes, she is. And, and let me tell you the, the one thing that the mayor needs to know. My daughter has no interest or doesn't care about politics at all. She just wants that was her dream to be a police officer. This weekend was very tough. She was crying <clears throat> because she's a single mom, afraid of losing uh, her house, and it was very tough. I was there to comfort her, but I admire her for her conviction. She doesn't believe in it. She's afraid to put a foreign substance in her body. But I'm just letting you know, at a time when the governor doesn't allow, doesn't have the state police or any other state police agency to uh, to have that requirement. The majority of suburban police departments don't. And people like my daughter are caught in the middle of whatever politics are involved. They just want to become a police officer. And now she's scared to death because she has a mortgage. She's got a trial and she doesn't know what to do. They told her. And, 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 on, on, so, Dave, did you get her vaccinated when she was little? No, she's she's a uh, Chicago police. She's she's uh, 28 years old. No, no. When she was young, you know, when you have to get all immunizations. Well, of course, of course. But she's an adult and we live in America. I got vaccinated. I try to talk her. I try to tell her uh, about my situation. But I respect her position. It is her body. And and she's making that decision. And it's going to cost her dearly. She feels like they're going to fire her. And it's... uh, and it's just overwhelming uh, what it's done to her, you know. And, and again, she's afraid that she'll lose her house now. And uh, and these are the things that people need to take into consideration, especially when the, the governor doesn't uh, have those requirements for uh, for the state police or any other uh, uh, agency. So, well, you know, re- there's people I- that are caught in the middle. I get it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to call because I asked somebody to call and explain it. And I can hear the emotion in your voice. And I appreciate you standing by your daughter. And I appreciate the service that you gave to this city. So thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News. All right. Bye-bye. The person also on the line um, that we've been wanting to talk to is Richard Boykin. He is running for Tony Preckwinkle's seat. Did you just hear that call, Richard? I just heard that call, absolutely, and I I feel for uh, Dave and for his daughter. Uh, Obviously, um, I think because our neighborhoods are so unsafe right now in terms of the violence, um, that we don't have to, we should never be talking about uh, putting police in a no-pay status or firefighters or paramedics. These are first responders. We, We need as many of them out there working to make our neighborhood safe as possible. Um, That's what I believe. You know, it's interesting because we just got a text, well, a lot of text messages, as you can imagine. But one person said from 224, I don't get it. Police are sworn to protect and serve. Why don't they understand that VAX is one way to do that? So it's something that uh, Mm -hmm. you want them to be able to make their own decision. Uh, Yeah, look, I think... um, you know, people should have that right, obviously. But um, I also think that uh, we got to make sure that everybody's safe uh, from uh, COVID-19. And so ultimately it comes down to the individual. Um, you know, and I think that, that uh, that's the way it ought to be in America. 
This is Richard Boykin. He's an attorney, a practicing attorney with over 20 years of experience, former Cook County Commissioner from 2014 to 2018, um, also former Chief of Staff to Congressman Danny Davis. You've even been a high school teacher, and you founded Bridge Builders Absolutely. Consulting. And, um, and, and so why is it you want Tony Preckwinkle's seat? What are you going to offer that she isn't taking care of right now? Well, first, let me rephrase it, Lisa, and say it's not Tony Preckwinkle's seat. It does not belong to her. It belongs to the people of Cook County. Uh, that seat doesn't belong to any individual or uh, machine politician. It belongs to the people of Cook County. Uh, the current board president has failed to keep our neighborhood safe. And so consequently, one of the things that the county board is responsible for is public safety and public health. I think she's failed on both fronts, quite frankly. But Commissioner, but she doesn't have much to do. But to I'm safe. sorry, Commissioner. She doesn't have too much to do with the streets of Chicago when it comes to safety, right? Are you putting that on her as well? Oh, absolutely. Chicago is a big part of Cook County. Chicago's 2.7 million people. Cook County is 5.2 million people, 130 municipalities. Uh, absolutely, you bet. Look, one of the first things I asked Sheriff Tom Dart when I got elected in 2014 is, hey, uh, can you police in Chicago? And he said, is Chicago part of Cook County? I said, yes. He said, absolutely, I can. I thought initially all they could do is issue warrants and that sort of thing. Uh, the Cook County Sheriff's Police can and do police in Chicago. The thing is, there hasn't been a great level of collaboration down throughout the years with Chicago PD and, and the Cook County Sheriff's Police. We tried to change that when I was in office, and Sheriff Tom Dart, I think, has done a phenomenal job in terms of trying to do that. Now, the Cook County Board President, as you know, is responsible for funding all these public safety stakeholder offices, the state's attorney, the chief judge, the public defender, and the clerk of the circuit court. All of these offices are public safety stakeholder offices, and you have to use that office as president to leverage to make sure that they have what they need to make our streets safer. I mean, gun violence, carjackings, retail thefts, all of these uh, things have have come together to make our neighborhoods unsafe and, quite frankly, terrorize many of our communities. Places like West Garfield Park, Washington Park, East Garfield Park, Harvey, and other communities throughout Cook County where people don't feel safe at all. And what is it that you think specifically needs to be done to make it a safer place? Look, I think, one, you have to bring a different level of collaboration. I think there needs to be a greater level of collaboration between the mayor of the city of Chicago and the president of the county board. Now, both of them ran against each other for mayor. And so I know that uh, the current board president can be very vindictive. And so she sometimes don't want to work with people that she doesn't like. But you have to put that aside for the greater good for the people of Cook County. Quite frankly, on day one, I would begin the work of making our county safer. One, I'd collaborate with this mayor in Chicago, and I'd collaborate with 130 uh, mayors throughout Cook County. And I'd collaborate with all of the public safety stakeholders. We utilize all of our budgets to bring this violence down. Uh, the county budget, the state budget, and the city's budgets, all of them being utilized together to bring the violence down. No one's going to do all the duplicative stuff that 
other folks are doing. We're going to work together in tandem and collaboration to make our neighborhoods safe. And we're going to fund our police. Last year, the county board voted to defund the police. I mean, I believe we ought to be funding our police and supporting our policemen and women. I think they do a pretty good job. Commissioner, that's a big accusation. Commissioner, that's a a really big accusation. Can you uh, clarify, what do you mean that the county board voted to defund the police? Defund the police. (laughs) They did. They took up uh, a resolution to defund the sheriff's police, the the county police. So, and they shifted resources from the sheriff's office into other programs. Uh, I believe in funding social programs like mental health and and, and things like that, trauma care. Uh, but those things ought to be funded. But you can't take money from the sheriff to actually put over there. I mean, and then, you know, you have the sheriff's office that's deflated. And quite frankly, it sends the wrong signal to law enforcement and to people in law enforcement that you don't support them and that you don't care about them. And so, therefore, you have police who are supposed to are paid to protect and serve, but Oftentimes in the city of Chicago and the county of Cook, the crimes occur and they they come after the crime. For example, I think about people like Selena Claiborne, who who worked for WGN as a security guard, who was carjacked just the other day and killed. Carjacked. I mean, they were trying to take her car while she was pumping gas at a gas station. I think about uh, uh, Nazila Moore, who was a 12-year-old girl riding in a car, got shot in the back of the head, and died on her birthday. I mean, all of these individuals Richard, are um, people who deserve to be protected and deserve we, to be safe. We agree with that, and we could go on with the list of people who have been killed in this city, but we it's time for the news. We've got to let you go. You're welcome to visit Chicago's Afternoon News again, and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much, uh, Lisa and Steve, and I appreciate it. I look forward to coming back. Thanks.